guys. Welcome back to Holding Space Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Cassidy. As a licensed marriage and family therapist, I work with a lot of couples in my private practice. And in today's episode, I sit down with fellow licensed marriage and family therapist, Janelle Nelson, to talk all about intimate partner relationships. We discuss marriage and partner struggles. We explore ways in which we can transform within our partner relationships and heal. We discuss separation and divorce. We discuss having children and the impact that all this can have on our kids. I really hope that you find some value in our conversation. If you've been in a partner relationship, if you're in one now, or you plan to be one and hope to be one in the future, I think that you will find something to take away from this conversation. Janelle is so wise and so compassionate. I can't wait to share her with all of you. So let's go ahead and get to the conversation. You're listening to Holding Space Podcast with Dr. Cassidy Freitas, licensed marriage and family therapist. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Now, let's jump in. Hello, welcome back to Holding Space Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Cassidy. Today, I'm sitting down with my good friend and colleague, Janelle Nelson, licensed marriage and family therapist. Janelle, thank you so much for inviting me into your adorable home and Mm -hmm. sitting down with me today. Yeah, thank you for being here. So today we're talking about relationships, partnerships, marriage, I first want to share how I know Janelle. So I was looking for a provider that I Mm -hmm. could refer to and really trust in North County, San Diego. And so I hopped on Psychology Today Mm -hmm. and I was searching through (laughs) and I saw your picture and I read your bio and I went over to your website and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to know this woman. Everything she's talking about is like, I was just resonating with everything that was on your website. And I I sent a couple referrals your way and I shot you an email and I was like, can we meet up? And then you were like, we know similar people. And I've been told that we should meet up for like a while now. Yeah. 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 I had, and I, yeah, I had a couple of our mutual friends say, you, she's like you, like you, you, you have a twin. I was like, I do. I have to meet this girl. Where is she? Who yes, is she? Yes, yes. And we we've met up for a couple. We've met up a couple times now, and yeah, I feel like our souls are maybe made of the same material. They are for sure. <laughs> Those mutual friends are probably freaking out now that we're yes. like, yes, we the twin yes. the, the twin souls have now met. Yes, and yes, we have. We're now talking about marriage and relationships. Awesome. So today, let's let's jump right in. I wanted to first explore with you a little bit. Why do you think that, why do people, why don't people talk about marriage struggles? Like why is there so much shame around the fact that marriage is really hard? Yes. But yet no one wants to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's there, there just is so much shame and we, uh, you know, of what in this Instagram perfect world and there's all these like, and we're just inundated with these images and social media of this is our happy family. And these are all the, obviously it's everybody's highlight reel. Mm -hmm. Um, The curated filtered highlight reel is what (laughs) I like to say. Yeah. And we're comparing our real 
not curated, yeah. messy right. relationships to what we're seeing on social media. Right, right. And it just pushes us further and further down. Um, you know, if we have a fight with our spouse or husband, or um, we, it just pushes us further and further down to where it's like, okay, I really can't share this because look at what they, they look so perfect and so mm. happy and yeah. It's yeah. only me that's the one that's struggling here in this marriage. Yeah. And so, and it's not like, it's not like we, we, we would necessarily feel like we have to share that on a platform like social media, but that may keep us from sharing it with, yeah. with the people that would, that could potentially show up for us. Right. Or that we could share these things with. Right. Right. So we're just sort of getting silenced. We right? are. And, and, and not, and not talking about the fact that marriage is really hard. Yeah. And not just marriage, but any, any relationship, yeah. any, any intimate or relationship or partnership. It's, right. It's just so hard. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on how can we begin to step into the space of talking about how hard it is <laughs> so that we can get support? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. How do we, how do we do this? I know. I feel like there's been such a beautiful movement around like motherhood shame and normalizing like just the you know the the pain we go through as mothers and mm-hmm. the hardship and the confusion and all of it and I feel like it just begins like this we just need to have a conversation around mm-hmm. gosh that you know that partnership it is meant to um it, it, it will inevitably, an, an intimate relationship will expose our um, most broken pieces, our most wounded pieces, our most shadowy pieces, our, um, our worst pieces. It brings it out. Mm. It's just, it's just going to, just like motherhood does. Yes. It just will. It will. It will. And to not be so shocked by that when it does. Mm. So to not be so shocked by, by it when <laughs> yeah. it does. And so... There's there's different there's different stages of relationships, right? right? Like there's there's the very beginning. Yes. When you know, for some, it's honeymoon. It's honeymoon, and you're falling <clears throat> in love. Mm-hmm. And you know, I actually find that when I'm working with a couple, and they're in a really they're in that really dark place with each other, it can be really helpful sometimes. I'll, I'll ask, tell me, yeah. I want to hear about the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. like what initially attracted you to each other and what brought the two of you to each other. Yeah. And, and the hope is that in that space, you're able to sort of uncover what some of those, yeah. some of those things were, but, but we all move through that, like the yeah. honeymoon stage. And, and then we get, then we get into the depths of the relationship right. where we are, in our most vulnerable position with somebody else because we are are potentially inviting somebody in to fully see us. Exactly. Yep. And the first six to six months to two years, you know, we have the, our, our, we have a literally a chemical in our brain that just, it goes, you know, it's a, it's the love drug and it's Mm. amazing and it's beautiful and it's, enjoyable, but it does wear off. It does, our, 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 literally our brain chemistry does change after mm. a certain point. And we're really left with the raw <laughs> of who we are as people. Both of us mm. are, you know, yeah. you know, I've, I've shared with you the, this, the, this before, but I, I really believe that, um, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, instead of using terms of, 
you know, husbands, wives, boyfriend, and girlfriend, I see it as we are then left with our transformation buddy. I, I've <laughs> heard you use this term before and I, I love it. I've adopted it as my own yeah. term now. I use it <laughs> transformation buddy. So mm-hmm. I've also heard you talk a little bit about this piece of, you know, that we, we go through three or more yes. marriages in our lifetime yep. and that can be with the same person. And exactly. so this idea that like in relationship, we are, we are being transformed. Yeah. And that can be with the same person. Exactly. Tell me a little bit more about this. Yeah, and, yeah, and, exactly. Well, I mean, when we, you think about, you know, let's say if a couple meets in their, in their early 20s, um, we, we change so much in our 20s, so much. So to think that, you know, when that couple reaches 30, they're also, not only they are different as people, but their relationship then changes. It become it needs to become a new relationship. Mm. It's almost maybe it's every decade. I don't know where it's mm. not just you know there's a new relationship that is forming. Um, and so yeah, we go through multiple um, multiple marriages basically, and to the same person because we're always changing and evolving. Mm. Um, and I think it's when just understanding that um, they are going to, we, to each other, we are going to, um, I guess accepting, like I said, not being in shock about the accepting that they Mm. are, and we are going to press each other's pretty much our deepest wounds. Mm. And that is just normal. Like it's just happens in every partnership that we are going to press and expose each other's deepest wounds. And, and that's a good thing Mm. because, our, you know, I believe our, our most old, you know, our, our deepest purpose is to become our most whole versions of ourselves. And so in relationships to just not be shocked and to allow that to happen. And in accepting that that's just, that's just, that just Part comes, that comes with the territory <laughs> of being yes. in an intimate relationship yep. that if we are able to accept that this is part of it. Yeah. That it's possible then when it does show up inevitably yeah. as it will, yeah. we're not going to struggle against it in a way that almost makes it even more painful, right? So right. pain, pain, right, pain that will come yeah. with having the deepest part the deepest wounds within us, like mm-hmm. touched, right? Yeah. In in these ways. Like that that's potentially inevitable. But would you say that that this like the struggle with that is something that mm. we can negotiate and doesn't have? You know, what, what's your what are your thoughts yeah. on whether or not this is something that we're going to? Are we do we have to struggle with it or is it mm. something that we can? Yeah, I don't know. Can it look different? I, you know, I think that in you know this very. Um, like normalizing it is so important because in this very much like I grew up with like, you know, all these Disney movies and I loved Father of the Bride and I'm just total romantic at heart, right? Mm. And so there, and I knew, you know, I knew that, okay, the struggle's going to happen in marriage. That's going to happen. But um, in my own journey, I had no idea, you know, um, it was honestly shocking to me how mm. how deep... Um, uh, you know, the, the pain can go. So if, if, if we can kind of just know, okay, Disney movies, <laughs> oh, Disney movies, it's not, it's, it's not, not real. Yeah, it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. <laughs> and if we can kind of normalize that, yeah, like that it is going to bring it out. Mm. I think that the struggle will be less. Mm. 
and that we can and and go okay here's the struggle this is what's exposing now mm. and 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 seek help for it so it won't be such a blow mm. you know yes absolutely so so accepting that that it it will be part hard. of the process it's part of the process mm-hmm. and that our partners are going to tap into the most vulnerable parts of ourselves yes and in normalizing that that is part of it, that then we're in a position, a better position to then ask for help. Yeah, absolutely. And to seek support. Absolutely. And when you look at it as, you know, instead of saying my partner, this, my partner, this, um, really about taking ownership of your own Mm. transformation, like whether your transformation buddy is willing to do the work or not, like you can still transform, you can still heal. Mm. And there's so much gifting in that. So, uh, like I, for example, um, so I'm talking about mirroring, like what, what, what right now, and maybe in your relationship is, you know, what is your partner mirroring, back to you. Mm. So for example, if you're, let's say you have a really, really passive, passive partner, are they potentially mirroring back your own control? Um, or do you have a really angry kind of bullying partner and are they exposing your kind of victim passivity? Um, Mm. or, you know, maybe you're in a place where you're, you're saying my partner's emotionally unavailable. My partner's emotionally unavailable. Well, where potentially did you pick that so that you could stay safe and you could not be vulnerable, mm. you know? So yeah. it's, it's just looking at a, a mirror of, of what is it, what is it showing you? What mm. is it exposing in you? Mm. And then often, you know, when we take ownership of our piece, that's where the, you know, it's, it's then it's a catalyst to change and the relationship can shift and mold and into the new relationship it needs to be. <clears throat> and that's such a hot, it, it can be in working with couples, but also being coupled myself. Yeah. You know, I, it can be so hard to in the space with our partner, turn down, like turn down the volume in our minds enough mm-hmm. to actually see these things, right. Oh, to be yeah. able to step out of our defenses. <laughs> we have to ditch our ego. <laughs> oh, and that is real hard. Yes, that is it hard. Is. It is. I mean, how do, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on how do we how do we do that so that, so yeah. that so that we can begin to see right so we can really hear our partners mm-hmm. so that we can also explore what is being mirrored back to us yeah. and look at ourselves in the context of the relationship and 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 see see our part in terms of what the what needs what what needs to be transformed or what's mm-hmm. being called to be transformed so how do we turn down how do we turn down that mm-hmm. the noise in our minds of yeah to allow us to really i don't know be present or to see ourselves in the context of the yeah. of the, the dynamic yeah i think the pain or the struggle that's in the relationship to allow that to actually motivate you instead mm-hmm. of being victimized by it, to actually allow it to be motivating to mm-hmm. you because you're going to stay in that pain and that struggle until you really take full ownership of, 
of yourself in the relationship, mm-hmm. right? And so it's going, I don't want to be in pain anymore. I don't want this to be a struggle anymore to go, okay, okay, fine. I'll look at it. <laughs> and then having the courage to, mm-hmm. to really do that. Um, and it's choosing courage yes. over comfort. And what I mean by comfort, yeah. it's not, not the comfort of like, oh, this is so comfortable that right. we're struggling right. with each other. But sometimes... It's what we know. We we yeah. we get we can get su- you know stuck in these negative dances with each other. Yeah. But it's like we know that. Oh, here's the script. Like mm-hmm. we know we know this is yeah. how it goes. Yep. But to choose to do something different, which would potentially call for really looking at mm-hmm. ourselves, our attachments, yeah. our wounds, yeah. right? Yeah. That's 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 courage. Yep. To really have to really allow ourselves to look at those things. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And to know that, you know, I think that our transformation buddies are here to teach us lessons, mm. you know, and, um, and so to know, just to kind of surrender to, okay, what is the lesson? What do I need to know? And not run away from it because it will, it will always come back. And one way or another, you'll be faced back in the same circumstance over and over and over again until you really are able to look at yourself. Can we talk a little bit about like societal discourses that make this hard, right? <laughs> the messages that yeah. we receive that make, that make it really hard mm-hmm. to to name to name the thing, right? To yeah. name the thing that we're struggling with or name the thing that needs to be transformed. Because I find in my work and just also as a woman who is in a marriage, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. there are so many messages constantly being received about what marriage is supposed to look like. Yeah. About yeah. what my role is in yeah. marriage, about what yeah, and about about how we're supposed to move forward, or yeah, I don't know. Oh, yes. yeah, totally. <laughs> Talk to me, yes. and, and this can come. From, I mean, these messages can come from lots of different places. But um, what have you seen in terms of the yeah. impact of societal discourses on <clears throat> yes, yeah, relationships? Absolutely. Well, I um, great, great question. So, I first of all, no marriage is the same, and no divorce is the same. Mm-hmm. And for some people, you know, where they're at in certain spots, they're like, marriage, you know, this is amazing. And for some, it's like the darkest hole that they feel Mm. so deeply trapped in. And same thing for divorce. For some people, for divorce, it's like, um, it's the most devastating, painful thing they've ever gone through. And for others, it is a victorious Mm. celebration of growth in their life. Mm. So Mm -hmm. it just is not one size fit all. But I think that, you know, there's lots of... um, the messages, you know, that at least, um, you know, I'm thinking of like, um, maybe in, in, in religious, you know, deep religious communities where there's so much, um, you know, there's this, there's this pressure of like love is a choice and it is, but there it's not, um, there's so much pressure to stay in it without recognizing, um, it's more of like this message of just like stay in it, stay in it, stay in it, stay in it versus like 
you know, he, like heal and transform heal. and yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Work, like work. Work. Like work, work, work on it. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Work, explore. You know, I see one thing that was so, it's just sad to me is that, you know, um, I think of, you know, we say, oh, you know, we see this couple, they've been married for 50 years. And mm. I'm like, oh yeah, that's so great. And in my initial reaction, oh, that's so wonderful. But then it's, but it's also like, what was the quality of mm. that marriage? You know, like, was it toxic? Was it abusive? Was it destructive? Then let's not celebrate that. Mm. Right. <laughs> you know? So, so, right. So, so just the number of years. Yes. Like that's not necessarily the thing that we, we, we have to be celebrating. No. We want to say the quality. The quality of yes, of more than the quantity. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. And and within quality, it's not saying oh they never fought and they were always no. in a place of joy with each no, other. Of course not. No, no. The, the what I hear and what you're saying is the quality is more about how how did they transform exactly throughout those years? Yes, and, how did they and show with, up? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you mentioned you mentioned divorce. You mentioned how divorce for some is the most painful experience of their lives. For others, it is it is like a re- a rebirth in their yeah, life, right? Absolutely. As a mom to three, my partner and I find that one of the biggest struggles we have faced in our relationship is navigating sharing responsibilities and the mental load. And I know that we're not alone because this shows up with all of my clients and in every podcast episode, the mental load of parenting shows up in some way or another. Enter the scene, coexist. Coexist is the app that's revolutionizing how couples manage the mental load of household tasks and childcare. It's like having a personal assistant right in your pocket, helping you and your partner effortlessly share tasks, plan meals, collaborate on lists, and even give each other kudos along the way. Here's the cherry on top for my amazing community. Coexist is offering an exclusive deal. Sign up for a two-week free trial before June 15th, and you'll get 15% off the annual plan on iOS with the code DrCassidy15. So what are you waiting for? Really, take that first step towards a more harmonious home life today. Download Coexist on Android or iOS at getcoexist.com. The load in our home has been feeling a little bit lighter since downloading Coexist, and yours can feel lighter too when you download the Coexist app at getcoexist.com. Since becoming a parent and as I've gotten older, I've become a lot more mindful of the supplements and products that I use, and that's why I love Peary. These are natural food supplements that I trust completely. Let's talk a bit about collagen. So collagen is so important for our bodies, but our natural production of it slows as we get older, so I've learned, and quality supplements support our muscle, bone, and joint health. Recently, I've been taking Puri's CP1 Pure Collagen Peptides. It was number one out of 28 collagens tested by the Organic Consumers Association and Clean Label Project. There are enough hard decisions that we make every day as parents, and this makes Puri an easy choice. 
See and feel the difference with Puri. I know you'll love their supplements as much as I do. Puri is offering my listeners an amazing deal, 20% off site-wide. Just go to my special URL, puri.com backslash Dr. Cassidy, and use my promo code, Dr. Cassidy. So go to P-U-O-R-I.com slash Dr. Cassidy. Don't miss out. Use promo code, Dr. Cassidy at puri.com backslash Dr. Cassidy. How do couples know when, I don't know, when that is, when that is the courageous thing to do, right? right. So there's, there's the courage it takes to mm-hmm. step in, lean into your relationship and say right. something here needs to change right. and we can ask for help right. and, and, and transform with each other. Mm-hmm. Sometimes though, I imagine that transformation buddy is actually through is, is the walking through right. separation. Right, exactly. Yeah, courage to stay or courage to go. Yeah. Both so require courage. Both require courage. I don't know. How do we know when that is the, that is yes, the step to take? Totally. And that is such a personal, mm. individual thing. It's so deeply personal. <laughs> and because um, I do, I see, you know, I see couples that, in my office where I'm like, okay, they need to stay, they need to do the work, you know, and it's tempting Mm -hmm. to want to like run out and just, oh, this is is too stressful. Let's go. But there's other times where, you know, especially, you know, it, um, you know, in where their transformation buddy isn't willing to be their transformation Mm -hmm. buddy Mm -hmm. and they've been stuck in this pattern for years and years and years basically wanting this person to change, needing this person to change for their relationship to be whole and healthy. And there's maybe some different types of abusive dynamics going Mm -hmm. on. And that transformation buddy isn't able, isn't willing, whatever, to do the work. And they're scared. They're scared to to leave. Mm -hmm. Um, And those, you know, it's like usually deep in their heart, they know that they need to go. A lot of the times they know. Um... But they're scared of what people think, and they're scared of the the shame that might experience, and they're fearful. How am I going to provide for myself? How am I going to, you know, like leaving? Um, so much fear. So much up. fear. Mm. Yeah, and so much shame. Mm. You know, even when they did show up to the relationship, but it's for whatever reason, that person's, you know, their transformation buddy isn't able to heal. You know, so maybe it's a person in addiction or. Mm. It's a, a situation of, um, you know, di- diff- the, all, there's so many different types of abuse, you know, that, mm-hmm. that can happen. What are some of these types of abuse that you've seen in your work? Yeah. Because um, I think this is a hot topic, right? Yes. <laughs> We're walking into it, you know. <laughs> but I, um, I think that, you know, there, there may be ideas out there of like, well, my, my partner doesn't hit me, so yes. it's not an abusive relationship. Right. Um, but physical abuse is just one type of abuse. Yeah, that makes it really black and white. Mm, mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, we all know about physical abuse, but there are so many other types and so many other ways people are really in abusive relationships without um, really even knowing it, to mm. be honest. You know, it's like, so, um, 
when, oh gosh, so what I've seen, um, obviously addictions. So mm, somebody mm-hmm. that, I mean, and there's a zillion types of addictions, that, right. you know, but right. someone that people might think of just drugs and alcohol, but there's yeah. also mm-hmm. pornography. Oh yeah. Sexual addiction, sexual addiction, gambling, gambling, shopping. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's all different types. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, um, and, and, you know, within that, it's obviously just like, you know, there's, you know, emo- you know, all types of emotional abuse. Right. Um, you know, there's also just anger and rage. So let's mm. say you have a partner that maybe they don't hit you, but maybe they hit, they hit a wall or they just, mm. they're, they're present. They're just right. filled with anger and rage to the point where you're holding all that tension in your body when you're around them, mm. you know, yeah. and that's such an abusive dynamic. Yes. Um, one that I have come across more often than you'd think is um, actually sexual neglect. Mm. And sexual neglect. Sexual yeah. neglect, yeah. And usually, um, so I, I, I'm a trauma therapist, and so I deal with a lot of emotion, or sorry, sexual abuse. And what I found is so usually when a partner has, you know, there's a history of sexual abuse there that they, um, yeah, there's, uh, they're not able for so many different reasons, not able to show up sexually to their relationship and, um, how destructive that is. And one thing that's just kind of an interesting spin on is we usually just think of women Mm -hmm. and that's not the case. Mm. There's, um, so many women that I know that have been in relationships where sexual neglect happened, where their husband didn't, you know, wasn't Mm. able to show up sexually and the amount of shame that happens for the woman because in this culture of men want sex, men want sex all the time. And and then uh, the question, well, why does my partner not want me? Yes, and all the mm. body shame and all the different stuff that comes up with that. And um, being embarrassed mm. that, you know, not wanting to share that, okay, my, my husband doesn't, doesn't want me. So for let's say that there's somebody listening right now and, and something in here resonated with them, um, you know, whether it's addiction you know, different emotional abuse, mm-hmm. rage and anger, mm-hmm. um, sexual neglect. There's also financial yes. abuse that can mm-hmm. happen as well. If somebody is listening and is is resonating with one with with, with one of these things, and, and I also want to say in here that sometimes it's hard to put our finger on it mm-hmm. on whether or not there is some sort of different you know different a, diff- a level of abuse happening in a relationship. Yeah. I find that with couples. <clears throat> or from working with an individual, there they may there may be like physical symptoms. So they may come yeah. in and say like, I just have this like, I'm having like a stomach ache that just mm-hmm. like won't go away. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm always having to run to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, headaches, um, like different physical symptoms Absolutely. like muscle tension, um, insomnia. Absolutely. And you know, so I think that sometimes our, our bodies have a way of letting Say us no. know. <laughs> yeah. Our bodies have a way of letting us know that there's something going on yeah. um, where our stress response is being turned on and not turning yeah. off. And yeah. it's sort of this chronic thing yeah. um, that's happening. And so there's different, there's different signals mm-hmm. um, that we may see 
and maybe a listener is hearing this and say, you know, I think this may be something that um, I may be experiencing in my relationship. What, 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 what is a good first step towards the healing? Mm-hmm. In, in me, is, is the first step to turn towards our partners and to say, I need, I need us to transform with each other. Is, mm-hmm. you know, is the first step to go talk to somebody else and mm-hmm. first so that you then have the courage to come to your partner with these things or, mm-hmm. or is this a depending, it depends a situation. I don't yeah. know. What are your thoughts on yeah, totally. that first yeah. step? Yeah, no, I, th- and I think anyone just already right now knows was, is their partner willing to mm. transform with them or not? You know, they yeah. just, you just know, you know, you know, yeah. um, and certainly you can ask, but I think, you know, I, I hear a lot of couples who, or maybe the, the wife will call and say, okay, well, he's not willing to go. So I guess we're just not going to go. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like mm. sometimes, like if you think of like a, a bike and pushing pedals, mm. like sometimes that one person showing up and getting help and exploring themselves, they push the pedal and it's a catalyst to then the other pedal pushes, you know, mm. and it's, so it's like whether or not if, you know, your partner is just completely adamantly no or is, is not able to for whatever reason, go, you know, be use, do the work that your transformation buddy is giving you. Mm. And, and usually that is what it takes then to, to start the healing. It's a catalyst mm. to healing. Yeah. So don't wait. Mm, don't wait. Oftentimes in relation marriages and relationships, it's not just the couple, the, the mm-hmm. dyad. Sometimes yeah. there's yeah. there's little ones, there's children right. involved. And I know for myself that, you know, my husband and I will go <laughs> we'll go days, weeks without like really turning towards an issue that maybe is there because yeah our lives are just busy and our children are always around right. and by the end of the day we're exhausted and it's mm-hmm. like all right so now, now we're just we're kicking rocks before we really can you know I don't know lean in towards right. whatever it is that we really need to heal within our own partnership so when there's kids around when there's kids involved you know yeah. um I mean yeah there's like the logistical when are we right. going to do this um I actually find that couples that come and see me will say like, we, this is the only time that we ever get to talk, you know, yeah. because how yeah. busy their lives are. Um, yeah. but I also have seen how kids can actually become when a couple otherwise maybe wouldn't seek support, mm-hmm. children become the motivating factor because mm-hmm. they don't want, they know, they know that what they're modeling to their children oh, yeah. is what they will see and learn and potentially seek out in relationships themselves. And so sometimes kids are the things that feel like it get in the way of us doing the work. <laughs> and sometimes they're the motivating factor yeah, to, exactly. to being like, all right, you know, if not for us, for them, mm-hmm. we need to, something needs to transform. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on the impact of children um, in terms of the transformations that need to happen? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, no, kids are little sponges. Mm. And if you think of like almost like a triangle with like the couple being the, 
you know, the, the top parts and then the child being that, that tip is like that child will absorb everything that's in their relationship. Mm -hmm. So anger, resentment, anything that, anything that's in that space, the child will absorb. They're, they're the little sponge. Um, and so, yeah, kids, you know, and it is hard with scheduling and it is hard with whatever, which is why I say, just go, go yourself, regardless of Mm -hmm. that. It'll, it'll still, just you doing the work will be a catalyst. Just uh, if you can't go together, just go individually, you know, um, because they do absorb all of that. Um, one thing that we learn, I know that you're, Mm -hmm. you've also studied family systems as a marriage family therapist. One thing that we know in systems theory is that even if just one piece of the system and by system, I mean family Mm -hmm. or a couple, um, relationships, right? Mm -hmm. If even if one piece of that system begins to shift and change the parts around it, the other parts of the system are potentially going to be like, whoa, something's changing here. This yeah. is not, this is not homeostasis. You know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is not where we're used to being. Something yeah. is shifting here. And sometimes that can actually be a catalyst for the other parts saying, okay, I'm either, I'm either resistant to this mm-hmm. and that actually creates a sense of like something here really needs to change because there's, there's a resistance there. Um, or a, or an, okay, I think that I also need to move and transform here as well. Mm -hmm. But children are a part of that system. Mm -hmm. And, um, like I, like I, what I'm hearing you say is that even if just one, even if one partner says something here, he needs to change and they go and they seek support and they begin to transform, Mm -hmm. that is going to be felt throughout the whole system. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And I, you know, it's sad is like, I can't tell you how many times like I've had teenagers come in or even, you know, adults that go, man, I wish my parents had divorced. And Mm. you're like, what? You know, it's initially, it's like, what they wanted is they wanted a clean space yep. and they could see that they weren't showing up to do that work. And that person then absorbed, that child absorbed mm-hmm. all of that, um, all that, all that stuff, you know? So can we talk a little bit about children yeah. and divorce? Yes. What, what are your, what are your thoughts on how couples or transformation buddies who are transforming through divorce. Yeah. How can they create a space of support and healing and yeah, how how do they hold space for their children mm-hmm. through that process of transformation? Yeah. I think it's important to know that let's say a couple gets to a point where, you know, they know, like, it's like, okay, the divorce needs to happen. And mm-hmm. this is, and that's where they're at. And that person would feel that it was a hundred percent the right thing to do. And it's important to know that while that might be the right, the, you know, it was that your, your truth, it was, a, it was necessary. It needed to happen. It was a necessary ending. Yeah. Um, that, the child still, just because it was right for you, doesn't mean that the child isn't going to go through um, their own grief and anger and confusion and like and um, the bargaining phase mm. of grief and all of that. You know, yeah. it's like so to allow them all of that space to have their own just their, their, own, their, own, their own process and their own, own experience and know that like 
it might be, there might be different seasons of their lives, depending how old they are, that, you know, different parts come up just Mm -hmm. to, it's not, oh, that happened five years ago. That happened 10 years ago. It's like, no, no, to always allow them to have them, their process, Mm -hmm. no matter what, what age they are. Yeah. You know, I've, I've worked with couples who are navigating divorce with each other and, you know, there's, it, they can get stuck. They can it can be tricky, and they can get stuck in this piece of, you know, because they're in a place of anger, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. One, but one partner or both partners in a right. place of anger, and trying to, you know, and and they're coming in, so they're mm-hmm. they're doing the work to make yeah. this the process of divorce be something that helps transform that mm-hmm. anger into mm-hmm. into something else, but they can get stuck in this mm-hmm. I'm angry at your dad I am angry yeah. at your mom and so what are your thoughts on how we can both hold space for our emotional process mm-hmm. while also not projecting onto mm-hmm. our children right mm-hmm. or or is it okay for them to see our emotion do we want them to see our emotional process right yeah. because we're human beings who are filled with emotion just like they are right, right. so we also don't want to be this like non-emotional, like, right. I'm just fine with all this. Everything is fine. Everything is good. Right. right. So what's the balance there? Right. Um, and it, and that I think is such a gray space because it depends like how old mm, is the child, yeah. how, you know, what's, what's the dynamic that happened. I mean, it's just such a gray space that, that is a good, very good question. Mm. And I think each couple needs to individually um, get support with to right. see, okay, what would be most appropriate for that situation? Right. I, I do, there is one book, um, Conscious Uncoupling mm. by I mm-hmm. Catherine. Anyways, mm-hmm. I forget what her last name is, but it's a wonderful book that I'll add it to the podcast notes as yeah, a resource. Yeah. It's so good because, you know, to have a good marriage, you have to have kindness and in order to have a good co-parenting relationship, mm-hmm. you need kindness and forgiveness and yeah. communication. So it's, it's, you know, it's not just like, oh, we're going to divorce and let's be done. It's like, no, no, no. When there's children that you, that quality of that co-parenting relationship is so important. Right. It's the the so relationship important. is not ending. No, it doesn't. <laughs> right. It doesn't. Which is, which is why you want to do all your work and mm. keep that as clean as possible. So the community, yeah, all of it, you know, it's all, yeah. it all goes back to the child, whether you're married or not married, it all goes, it, they absorb yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. so connecting what we're talking about right now, divorce to what we were talking about a little bit in the beginning of like, just taking that first step to say, there's something, there's something that needs to be worked on here, healed here and mm-hmm. asking for support. There, would you agree that there's a message out there, a belief system, a discourse that in order for, for a couple to go to couples counseling, it's because they're on the brink of divorce. Like Ugh, it has to which be. Which is the worst. It's, right? It's the worst. <laughs> and, the, and, and that's what's like, okay, we're right at the brink and that's when we go. It's like, mm. no, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no. Yeah. I've always said like healthy people get counseling. Yeah. Healthy people go yes. to counseling. <laughs> yes. It's a really unhealthy ones that, that won't. So it's like. It's like, yes, healthy, mm. normal people go to counseling. Right. So go get support early on when you start having the stuff come up and there's a space, start there. Mm. You know, don't wait to the last minute when there's so much more back work to do. Mm. 
So we're gonna dispel that myth right now. Just to sort of consolidate everything we're talking about and um, what would you, what would you say is your, like, what is like the big message that you want to offer up to the world around what it, around couple relationships, marriage, partnerships? Yeah, I guess it's, it, it's just recognizing that, um, I, I want to normalize the struggle within marriage and then not just normalize it, but also just embrace it embrace it as the biggest teacher in your life it could be the biggest teacher in your life and Mm -hmm. so to to move towards it to soak up every little bit that you can get from it um to enrich your life so if it's so powerful if if we as human beings who are it's just wired in us to want to connect. And yeah. so we, we, we partner up, we, we find somebody to, to be in an intimate relationship with. If we can walk into that relationship and walk into that space saying, this is going to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be hard. And you know what? We're going to be in that hard place mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. And, and many times this transformation can happen where we transform again and again with each other yeah, in the so space beautiful. of this relationship like that's how so intimacy beautiful. just deepens and uh, yeah and then and through that through allowing somebody to touch those deep wounds within us we allow ourselves to be fully seen yep. and then there's space to be fully loved while being fully seen yeah, yeah. and that is we yeah that is the most yeah. healing yeah, it's a possibility. Yes, yeah, so, so we're we're hurt in relationship, mm. and we're also healed in relationship. Mm. And mm. sometimes that's with the same person, and sometimes it's not. Mm. Yeah, you know. But yeah, the that's where the the good stuff lies is the the healing in relationship. I think that there's only so much we can talk about or isolate or like in this world of like you know just being. It's like we want to be whole within ourselves, yes, but it's like that wholeness comes through healing, mm. you know, in relationship. It's so profound, it's so powerful. And those are the those are the rewards when mm. you push towards the transformation and you don't shy away from it, you know, you will be rewarded and um their their healing occurs on a very deep, profound level. So marriage can be brutal, but it can also be beautiful. Amen. And, at, and yeah. at, as our, one of our, I know you share this, favorite, yes. I'm actually looking at her book right now. It's, yes. Our, our microphone is sitting on top of her book as like, it, it's elevate. it's el- literally yeah. elevating. It's so our, perfect. It's literally elevating our, our, our sharing right now. Um, but Glennon Doyle Melton and, um, brutal, she says it's yes. beautiful and it's brutal. Yep. It is brutal. Yes, it is brutal. <laughs> so, just to end, just to wrap up, mm-hmm. what are some of your favorite resources for couples, and yes. where can people find you as a resource? Yeah. So, my favorite uh, mm, couples books are "Getting the Love You Want" by Harville Hendricks, Imago Therapy. Amazing. So rich. So amazing. Um, I also love a book called How We Love by Mylan and Kay Yurkovich, and it's 
a book on attachment styles. So what kind of attachment style do we bring Mm -hmm. to the relationship? Are Mm -hmm. we a pleaser? Are we a voider? Are we Mm -hmm. vacillator, controller victim? Um, I, I love those. Those two are, are my favorite for couples that are divorcing. Mm. Obviously the conscious uncoupling is very, it's a great book. Um, and then for me, um, yeah, you can find me at jncounseling.com, uh, Instagram, Facebook, jncounseling. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm currently actually just start. I don't even know if I told you this, maybe I did a little bit, but I am <laughs> going to put together, I'm putting together a workshop, um, so for cool. individuals to go through to kind of look at their own process of mirroring um, their own attachment styles. So again, this is regardless if your couple, your transformation buddy is willing to show up or not, um, just so that you can have some tools to look at yourself, which probably will be out and we'll, we'll see how we'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to put a date on it. <laughs> <laughs> you I can check back. <laughs> I can't commit to the date yet. But could I have you back on at some point to talk about attachment styles? Yeah. Because I feel like that it's a is... a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah, a whole other conversation. And maybe we could do that when your workshop is getting ready yeah. to launch. And That'd so you awesome. can share... That would be awesome. You can share it then. Yes, as like to. Here's a little like Cliff Notes version. But if you really yeah. want to dive deeper into your own attachment styles, yeah. take this workshop yep. that I'm putting on. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Janelle, thank you so much. Thank you. One of the joys of this podcast is I feel like I, I have so many wise and caring, compassionate colleagues and friends who are just doing amazing work. And I get to sit with them over coffee or over breakfast and get to soak up all their wisdom. And the cool thing about a podcast is I get to share those conversations and wisdom with more people. So I just really, I really value you and the work you're doing and appreciate you as a friend and as a resource. You too. Thank you, Cassidy. You've been listening to Holding Space Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the information that was shared in this episode. If you did, you might want to subscribe and be the first to hear about future episodes as soon as they air. Thank you so much for sharing this space with me. Have a great day. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.